Welcome to The Cove's audio articles, where you can listen to some of The Cove's best articles rather than read them. This article is entitled An Essay on the Operational Imperative of Messes by Nicholas Wells. Messes, whether they be an officer's, senior non-commissioned officer's, soldier's club or a regimental boozer, are long-held organisations within the Australian Army, as well as the wider ADF and militaries throughout the world, albeit under a range of different names. Why do we have them? And do we still need them? This paper will, using two historical examples, argue that messes through their fostering of identity and therefore esprit de corps generate a tangible operational capability and are therefore essential to the ongoing success of the Australian Army and directly enable good soldiering. To do this, it will first explore the Deputy Chief of Army's Directive 1218 Army Mess Policy to provide a common understanding of terminology and linkages to mission command and leadership through the lens of good soldiering. It will then explore the experiences of Field Marshal Slim, commanding the 14th Army in Burma, and Lieutenant Colonel Hal Moore, commanding the 1st Battalion at the 7th Cavalry Regiment in Vietnam in 1965 to demonstrate how their operational effectiveness was enhanced by the mess. Finally, it will demonstrate the enduring characteristics of messes, offering the officer's mess of the 16th Regiment Royal Australian Artillery as a modern example to achieve the effects previously described as demonstrated during the CRAM deployments to Operation Slipper and more recently Op Bushfire Assist. The Army Mess Policy of 2018, which was built on the Forcom Mess Revitalisation Directive under Major General Retired Gus McLaughlin, states the purpose is to ensure messes, balance contemporary conditions and challenges and delivers Army a binding institution focused on developing Army's leadership teams and creating resilient social groups that will sustain the unit through periods of high operational tempo. The links and direct references in this purpose statement to esprit de corps, operational effectiveness and the preparedness, people, profession and potential components of good soldiering are clear. Esprit de corps, as explained in LWD 0-2, is a sense of pride in belonging to a unit. It is built on the foundations of morale and discipline and can quite often prove to be a deciding factor in battle. Noting the focus on developing Army's leadership in the DCA purpose statement, LWD 0-2 provides a recommendation on how esprit de corps can be generated. Leaders can cultivate esprit de corps through, amongst other things, fostering unit traditions, recounting unique experiences common to the group, and by encouraging individuals to identify with the unit. It is therefore clear that messes can be a powerful and useful tool in generating esprit de corps, which has a clear, stated and easily understood operational impact. While it is clear that the intent behind army messes is aligned with generating esprit de corps, is it aligned with good soldiering? In short, yes. There are 16 teaming behaviours as part of good soldiering and all of them are able to be discussed understood, achieved and enhanced through activities in messes. 
whether it be simply sitting down to lunch and discussing the issues of the day, attending a themed party with family, a formal dinner or structured PME, messes are an absolutely appropriate venue and in fact are ideally suited to achieving these behaviours. This is because in a mess, while rank is not removed, all members from the newest lieutenant through to the commanding officer, brigade commander or even higher are on equal footing as officers of the profession of arms. This is essential in enabling the transfer of experience, contesting ideas to develop understanding and professional mastery and ensuring that the right culture is developed and maintained throughout the organisation. It is the opinion of this author that the ability to openly and honestly contest ideas, ask questions, gain advice and generally interact with more senior members is essential in generating esprit de corps as well as achieving good soldiering, is a critical aspect of getting to know the commander to enable mission command and is best achieved in a mess. So, while the intent from our senior leadership is clear and well-nested not only with overarching leadership doctrine, but also good soldiering, is there historical proof and evidence that it actually works? Again, yes. While there are many examples and the fact that messes still exist could be seen as evidence, this paper is going to focus on two recent examples of how messes were used during high-intensity warfighting to improve the capability of the respective army organisation. The first example that will be explored is that of Field Marshal Sir William Slim during his time commanding the 14th Army in Burma during the Second World War. For context, while not new to the area of operations or conflict, Slim was promoted to the rank of general and given command of the newly formed 14th Army after the retreat from Burma. One of the key issues identified by Slim that he needed to fix was that the land, logistics and air commands were not working together in an integrated fashion, which was having a direct negative impact on the front line. In addition to adjusting the training that his army undertook and the renewed focus on hygiene to reduce the impact of diseases such as malaria, Slim established routine within his headquarters and forced his staffs to come together. When describing his daily routine, Slim states, I breakfasted with the air commanders and our principal staff officers. We all met again at lunch and usually talked shop throughout the meal. We would dine at 730 talked at the bar of the mess till half past nine. What can be seen here is how Slim used the mess for both dining and relaxation purposes to bring his staff together. The impact was succinctly explained where Slim states, we grew into a very close brotherhood, depending on one another, trusting one another, and taking as much pride in each other's triumphs as we did in our own. Additionally, the importance that Slim placed on not just workplace integration can be seen when he discusses the design of the 14th Army Headquarters to resolve integration issues. We pooled intelligence resources, our planners worked together, and perhaps most effective of all, the three commanders and their principal staff officers lived in the same mess. Obviously, there were many aspects to Slim's success in reforming the 14th Army and leading it to victory, but it is clear that the team building that occurred in the mess between the commanders led to trust. 
which enabled cooperation, which ultimately resulted in an improved operational effectiveness. The mess was a place where Slim and his senior commanders could openly discuss problems and ideas, which enabled Slim to generate esprit de corps and a shared understanding of what was required and how to achieve it, which ultimately proved successful and is key to a mission command environment. The next historical example to be discussed is that of Lieutenant Colonel Hal Moore, commanding the 1st Battalion of the 7th Cavalry Regiment in Vietnam in 1965. While most listeners would be familiar with the movie We Were Soldiers, starring Mel Gibson, the book co-authored by Hal Moore and Joseph Galloway details how the battalion was raised, trained, fought and then mourned together after their victory in the Ladrang Valley. The first of the seventh is a useful example because it was a unit raised to conduct a new type of warfare, air mobile, and was a mix of conscript and volunteer soldiers that required intimate integration with the supporting arms, artillery and pilots, as well as intense, realistic training and a team building to prepare for a known conflict that was about to occur. With these training and team building requirements, A lot was required of the commanding officer, Lieutenant Colonel Moore, to pass on as much experience as possible, as well as getting to know his officers in particular so that they could execute his intent in his absence. Additionally, at the conclusion of the battle, Lieutenant Colonel Moore identified the requirement to bring his officers together, not to celebrate, but to recognise what they had just been through. For both of these actions, Moore identified that the mess, or officers' club as it's called in the US Army, was the ideal location, and Joe Galloway describes the post-battle actions as follows. We savoured the cold beer but did not go overboard. There was no boisterous celebration of our victory. We had all lost close comrades. We gravitated in a tight circle around Colonel Moore. He could not have moved if he wanted to. The nearest men were jammed up against him like a rugby scrum. Every few minutes, the four or five men closest to him would be gently edged aside and the outer circle would become the inner one. The inner circle locked eyes with the commander. Unspoken mutual respect was exchanged. All 12 or so sweating officers had learned something special about themselves and each other while serving with Hal Moore in the 7th Cavalry. As a non-Commonwealth country, this is a useful example to demonstrate the broad utility of messes, not just within the Australian Army, and how immediately after significant conflict, the mess can be used to recognise achievements and losses and to reinforce teams. So with the commander's intent and historical examples showing the effectiveness of messes in generating operational capability, can and is the Australian Army currently using its messes to achieve this? The author will use the 16 Regiment Officers Mess as an example of how it is still absolutely current and achieving the desired effect. The Officers' Mess of 16 Regiment Royal Australian Artillery is incredibly fortunate in that it is a single unit mess nestled in the Adelaide Hills at Woodside Barracks with a strong history of mess usage and a lively mess culture. 
What is it about this mess that allows it to be so heavily utilised and such an integral part of 16 Regiment Royal Australian Artillery? Firstly, as a result of being a single unit mess, the officers of 16 Regiment have a strong sense of ownership and belonging to the mess. While this can certainly be achieved in area messes, it is a lot easier when every member knows each other. Every member of the mess has an equal voice when discussing ideas, and from the commanding officer to the youngest member, Fire Subby, it is a place where discussion is regularly had to challenge ideas, share experience, develop opinions, and relax. This is not something that has been easily achieved, and nor is it something that can just be set and forget. It takes constant engagement from the senior leadership of the mess to encourage attendance and welcome input from all members. This senior involvement and constant engagement also ensures that customs and traditions are passed on, as well as ensuring that the standards are maintained and explained. This has been codified through a mess charter. Secondly, being the only mess on the barracks, the officers of the 16 Regiment Royal Australian Artillery Mess have an excellent relationship with the supporting staff who are critical to enabling it to function. This relationship with the mess staff allows the members to change almost every facet of the service being delivered depending on the event. This means that whether the mess is being used for lunch, PME, a themed event or a formal dinner, the mess provides the required services so that it is seen not just as a dining hall, but a workplace, a place where people can relax and where everyone feels welcome and wants to go. The ability to tailor services ensures the mess remains relevant and is seen as a critical aspect to its enduring viability. Finally, with the above two aspects combined, it is a place that has its utility constantly confirmed and demonstrated by the senior leaders of the regiment. Because it is used as a place to conduct PME and discuss work issues over morning tea and lunch, the utility of the mess is reinforced. Because the events are planned and executed by all members, they are enjoyable and so attendance is high and recurring. Essentially, because all of the officers want to and are required to be involved, there is significant input and therefore significant output. The utility and effectiveness of this is seen not just in day-to-day -day life at 16 Regiment, but was recently proven during Operation Bushfire Assist 20, where the mess was a critical element in bringing together the joint and multinational 16 Regiment RAAESF as part of JTF 1111. The resilience of the mess and its utility in bringing people together has recently been proven again through the COVID-19 pandemic, where despite the social distancing restrictions and working from home requirements, the mess was still alive, even coming together to conduct a virtual dining-in night from members' homes, demonstrating that the mess is more than just the bricks-and-mortar building, rather an ideal. Messes are not a new concept, and in fact we all know what they are. However, they've been used and been successful to varying degrees across not only the Army, but the ADF. This article has attempted to demonstrate that the DCA's intent is linked to our own leadership doctrine and is grounded in history.
It has then used a current example, including during domestic support operations, to show how this can be achieved to hopefully help other messes develop their own unique way to achieve the intent and, most importantly, enjoy themselves at the same time. Thanks for listening to this audio article. Don't forget to download the Cove app. It's PME in your pocket, anywhere, anytime.